Welcome to The Clopin Effect, a retail podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm your host, Meredith. And I'm your host, Cass. Let's have some fun. Spooky. Spooky. Season. S-Z-N. Season. Or... Hurricane season. Hurricane season. You came here about a half an hour ago, and I've been on the phone with my son trying to get him out of Orlando. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. At least he's inland. He's not on a coast. Yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Meredith is freaking out. This is our first hurricane, so... I'm just trying to calm your nerves. Yeah. I know it's not working. It's so funny because but... he's like, we're on the phone with my sister-in-law, and she was like, well, if you want to come here, she's in Daytona. She goes, it's going to hit Orlando yeah. on Wednesday and hit us on Thursday, so, you know, and it's Tuesday we're recording. Yeah. So she said, make a decision within an hour because <laughs> by tomorrow, everyone's going to want to need to go somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And he's on the third floor. Of the top of a building. Right. So definitely don't want to be on the third floor. Don't want to be on the bottom floor either because they're getting no. like 10 inches of rain. I Whatever his like decision's going to be is going to be fine. You know, just people who live in Florida just hunker down and then they have hurricane parties. Yeah. They're so used to it. We're just not used to it. We don't know. And he has a couple good friends that live in the apartment complex and they're on the second floor. I said, well, maybe go hang out with them tomorrow. Yeah. Be on the second floor or find a shelter. Yeah. But it's funny because as I was on the phone with them, I'm typing in shelter you know, hurricane shelters, and it's only bringing me up homeless shelters. Like, oh. I want, is it, and the school, I must not be a shelter for them because they haven't reached out, you know, about yeah. here, everybody come here, you know. Right. So he's just packing his car right now. I and feel like they decisions. don't want to cause panic. And they no, do. No, no, yeah. Well, they do because they announce, oh, a hurricane's coming, and then everybody freaks out and they buy gas and they buy water. And we're here in Illinois and we're watching the news, and the news, person here is saying oh, this is the worst hurricane in 100 years yeah. going through orlando i'm like yeah. what the <laughs> seriously worst hurricane in 100 I'm not years trying to laugh but no i know i'm gonna laugh now because recording on tuesday but on friday when this comes out i hope nothing's happening you know nothing happened i have i hope he just has like wet you shoes know what? You know? i have complete faith that he'll be okay See, he's got friends there too there's i we, we all we all have friends down there yeah most don't seem to be too worried so yeah i'm just worried about the third floor that's all but anyways Hi. Anyways, happy Tuesday, happy Friday, happy weekend, happy whatever day it happy is that Monday, you're listening. A lot of people listen on Monday. A <laughs> lot of people listen on Monday. It's like we get a lot of people on Friday, a few on Saturday and Sunday, and they've told us that they hop on their treadmill and yeah. listen to us on the weekends. Yeah. Or they, you know, stock groceries or something out over the weekends. And then Monday, everybody wants a laugh yeah. to start their Mondays. Well, it's probably better if you're stocking groceries and then you only have one AirPod in because I laugh really loud. You don't want yeah. that surround sound. So I always listen to us when I'm running my loop here. Yeah. And I am I know that everyone that drives past thinks I'm this crazy happy <laughs> runner. And I'm really, it's because I'm listening to us. It's so great. We're so freaking funny. Yeah. I listened to ours last week twice. Twice. I'm behind. Yeah, I know. I know. I see your number up here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm behind right now. I think I'm behind two episodes right now. We uh we are kind of rocking it. I mean, we were celebrating ten thousand. Yeah. And three hundred and thirty one more people decided to you know to hang out with us this hey, week. You know what? Because some people that I know down in Florida, they just asked me, send me some more stickers. I've been throwing oh your stickers up. So Amazing. I did. I sent them some so stickers. So my thing, and if you found it. And if you're listening, my thing is everywhere I go, whenever I use the washroom, I'm always peeing. I stick it on top of the toilet thing. Oh, like, really? Yeah. In Starbucks oh, and wherever, just, just yeah. lay a sticker down, lay yeah. a card down. That's it. 
I know I stole some cards last time I was here. I haven't given many out. Only yeah, maybe you like usually three. do it when you tip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So very good. So I texted yeah. you over the weekend and I was like, spooky season spooky. starts. I'm actually turning my phone on for when my kid calls me. So Yeah. Um, and so I was looking up a few things and I was laughing with Steve because I sent myself a few things in Clopin. And then I'm like, oh, wait, didn't I send myself? It's because you opened them. <laughs> I was like, wait, they left. Oh, wait, no. They did. Out. <laughs> I do it on purpose so that we can both see I it. I have to check it I out. I was looking up. Um, so, okay. We're going to start here real quick. Let me look up this awesome stuff. First of all. What is that? It's a yard sign. Do you want one? Yes. Okay, I'm ordering a couple for us. Absolutely. Where are you getting that on Zazzle? Yeah. I just ordered stuff on Zazzle. Zazzle.com, the Clopin Effect. They have the Clopin Effect yard signs. Yeah, I need that. And right now they're $30, but don't worry. I have like a 25% off coupon, sometimes even more depending on yeah. the days that they text us. Yeah. So I will share that with everyone if they want to, if they want one the and hell, support then people us. people are going to know where we live. Well, if like 20 people <laughs> buy them, it'll be then still a secret. Know. All right, you guys, you all have to like pitch in together and buy a big bunch of them and just put them out everywhere so nobody can figure out where we live. I feel like the people that listen are the ones that know where we live. <laughs> like they've probably been here or by you for a bonfire or a cookout. It's my or... mom. <laughs> hey, mom. She just keeps listening over and over again. I am telling you every single day, almost every single day, move, bitch, get out the way. Someone listens to what it. What is that? I think it's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not me. And it's not you because you're behind. Me. You're listening to Swindled yeah. and you're yeah. Rogan and all that. Yeah. So I haven't listened to Rogan in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that Swindled. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many good episodes. It's crazy. I'm a Dateline fan. Listen to the Nestle episode. Okay. That okay. one's really messed up. Yeah. I listen and to the Canal. Love Canal oh, or whatever that was called. Wasn't that so messed yeah, up? That one was good. It's Go so crazy. If you think that our government's here to help us, listen to Swindled. <laughs> and once again, they're not paying us to talk about it. We no, just love that I podcast. Love it. I Podcasters love it. can love other podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Like two chicks talking flicks. I, I haven't listened. Freaking love those gals. <laughs> I need to listen to them. Yeah. But they're they are actually reviewing the movie Clue, which is one of my favorite. One of my favorite. Tim Curry. So yes, super <sighs> looking forward to that. I think it comes There's out this so week. So many good people in mm -hmm. that movie. Yeah, I love it. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. I was watching The Bone Collector today, this afternoon, I, while I, I was finishing up it. some reports. Yeah, I finished it with Steve and Julia. Oh yeah. And then the next Denzel Washington movie came on, which. I can't think of the name, but his name is Creasy in it, and uh, Dakota Fanning. This is why we don't do movie bodyguard. reviews. I don't remember what the name of the movie is, oh, but yeah. that's a really good one. So I was looking up, and I sent us abandoned shopping malls, abandoned places in the world. So as I was looking, I was at, looking abandoned at abandoned places, places, yes. So most of them I cannot pronounce. I'm going to do my no, best. Yeah. But there's a few of them that I really want to share so that people can look them up. And the yeah. reason why we're talking about this is because number one, and let, let me start here. I feel like the most popular abandoned place is the Titanic. Really? <laughs> and I feel like it relates to retail because can you imagine how many people working the Titanic that are died gone that died with it yeah. and i would consider that retail can i yeah. help you let me get you yeah. this it was all food service it's are you happy yeah. all this kind of stuff it didn't last very long and it's definitely abandoned yeah i watch below deck have you ever oh, watched that oh no I that sounds it, great what do i watch it on the peacock the peacock um so and it, it talks about an, i think it's nbc or it must mm -hmm. be oxygen or something 
but they it, it's it's the um it's the yachting business so it's a reality show and they follow all the people that work on the yacht yeah so and i watched an episode yesterday and the people that rented the yacht they were dicks oh man they were very demanding oh god i couldn't imagine and you have nowhere to go like you just have to deal with them and you're relying on the tip that they give you. So you can't Jeez. be a bitch to them, you know? Jeez. So I'd like to start with a place in Indonesia. I, I'm showing you a picture. What does that look like to you? A bird. It does look like a bird. Or it's actually called Chicken Church. Chicken Church. So um, if you ever find yourself in the jungles of central Java, you might stumble across this. It's known as the Chicken Church. Why is it shaped like chicken? So it actually was supposed to be built as a dove. Oh, no, that's a chicken. But it looks like a chicken. Yeah. So, And I'm getting this from cntraveler.com. And it's called 45 Abandoned Places Around the World That Are Eerily Beautiful. Eerily. So I'm just starting with that one. Spooky. Um, so there's a place in China that actually looks like Paris. Oh, I saw this. Yes, one. yes. So it's a miniature repu replica. I can't talk because I have those Invisaligns of Francis Capital. It's located about forty minutes away. It's like Tian Dusheng. From yes, yes, that's how you say it. A real estate development that was built in two thousand seven, and you don't really see too many people there anymore, unless you see like people going there to like take those faux pictures of them being in Paris. <laughs> but it is abandoned. I, why did people leave though? Because it's literally like a whole city. Yes, it is a, a whole little city. mini so, Eiffel Tower. In yeah, it. picture the Eiffel Tower in the middle. It's kind of like a picture looking down at the city. And then there's buildings that are, you can tell, are just abandoned. Like there's no windows in them or anything. And it basically just failed. It was a real estate development that failed. Huh. Weird. Yes. So this one in Ooh. Ukraine. Yes. So I think this is called Pripyat, P-R-I-P-Y-A-T, if you want to take a look at it. It's in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, this city was most affected by Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, that's a disaster in 1986, for those that don't know. And the incident released massive amounts of radiation, forcing all the residents to flee. And now it's just a well-known abandoned place. And a lot of pictures of the famous Decane Amusement Park that's there in Ukraine. So people go there. They do. And they you know, I was looking through this. I was looking through this article and I'm like, how did these people get in here? Like you break in, you basically break yeah. in and walk through. Now yeah. I would not want to be where nuclear power was, but maybe temporarily if you just run in, take a picture and run back out. But there are a ton know. of pictures yeah. of this amusement park. I was looking There's it up. There's still a lot of like gamma rays there and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm have sure you, it glows you at have, night. You have HBO. You have HBO. We do have HBO Max. Watch the Chernobyl. Yes, HBO. I will watch it. It's a it. really good show. I will watch it. So I noticed in a lot of these, like in Fr Florida, one in France, one in England, it's just abandoned huts or houses that people thought would look really cool. People like would go and yeah, people would vacation there. Um, so they said, unless you're a Luke Skywalker living in Florida, you <laughs> yeah. probably wouldn't want to visit this. It does look like a half a globe with windows. They are surrounded by water. They are falling apart. And they are no longer for anyone to see. I wonder if that used to be real high up like that one. I'm fairly certain. So the water is just below yeah. the base of the hut yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So dome homes, I guess dome they call homes. it. homes. So no one is there anymore. But once again, someone must have been on a boat to take this picture. It's like Waterworld. Yes. 
Um, let's see what else we have. Let's go so back to that one. Oh, so this is a church. This yeah. is this Read is about in that one. That one's interesting. City Methodist Church in Gary, Indiana. So it's actually famous for being the birthplace of Michael Jackson. Oh, and. The setting of the Music Man, obviously, it says. Yes. So Gary, Indiana also happens to be the site of one of the prettiest, eeriest, most abandoned churches in the country. It was originally built in 26. Like 1926 or just uh, yeah, the yeah, year 26? Yeah. Oh, 1926. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think any of these go way far back. I think we're in the 1900s in most of these. Um, so over the several decades, the steel industry continued to falter and Gary's population dwindled. So that's why this beautiful church just stands there. Well, people don't have money in Gary, Indiana, either. So they unfortunately do not. They can't afford it to keep It looks like that at one time they, um, they may have. But it's yeah. you might recognize it from movies like A Nightmare on Elm Street Ooh. and Transformers. Oh. So now here's my question, which we always have questions. You have this beautiful church. All the money was donated by U.S. Steel. And then they're going to film a movie there like Nightmare at Elm right. Street that is very successful and obviously right. very popular at this time. Does someone get paid for them to use that set? They probably, they probably paid to rent. Yeah. Rent do they, it. who do they donate to whoever yeah, owns the, the city property, right? Says, or the city. So then the city takes the money and then does, you know, probably the same thing Chicago does. Yeah. Somebody gets their pockets lined with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you would, I would think it it's not go free, back right? Into, it's not free. No. Yeah. yeah. Of course you want to film here. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make a donation. I don't know why this one is so spooky to me, but this is in Massachusetts. It's Ew, called. It's really spooky. It's called though. Pony Henge, P O N Y H E N G E, Lincoln, Massachusetts, I and like it's it. a circle of plastic ponies, like it's the ones the that ones child that you used to yeah. ride. You yeah. would like they were on springs. Yes. Yeah. It's a collection of plastic ponies and rocking horses sitting pretty and in a very weird field that's about 14 miles west of boston in a circle i don't like can it. you imagine coming across that no, in the middle of the night I because you're trespassing out. yeah and you have these ponies in you a circle lost. and they're all different colors and yeah just picture those uh, we had one when i was younger yeah. they have the metal and it like bounces doo, doo, yeah. doo. <laughs> <laughs> so then of course it ends with do the ponies come alive when we're asleep no one knows probably it's pony so probably cntraveler.com you're spooky somebody put them there for a reason they must have seen some kids playing there at one time so this one is in Poland. I cannot pronounce the name. Lapalice Castle. Does that look like it? Lapalice. Okay, yeah, I Lapa apologize because I'm I don't I don't. I'm speak sure Polish, in Polish, Polish language name. it sounds very different, but in English language it sounds like Lapalice. I'm sure this would. Yeah, it's Eastern <laughs> Europe's legendary spooky castle. Um, it was built cool. in 1979. Oh, that's not even so that old. It's not even that old. Although, unfortunately, it does look. Older to me. Yeah. Like I would think 30s, 20s. Um, I would think even older than that, yeah. Built by Peter, I'm not even going to pronounce the last name. It begins with a Kaz, K-A-Z. Um, and it ends with a ski. It, for some reason, it needed a swimming pool, <laughs> ballroom, ramparts, and a dozen towers. But unfortunately, he had to abandon the project before it was ever completed. I'm surprised so. nobody bought that and finished it. I, it's beautiful. There's no windows in it. Like you would put your own, like it is beautiful. There's, so there's the black cap tops with uh -huh. like the spikes on top. Yeah. Like almost like a, like a army, like you would see back yeah. in the day. Right. And it looks like red brick, blonde brick, brown brick. It's all kind of, and there's definitely like one, two, three, four 
levels. Floors, probably even least. more because there's yeah. five. But the top, there's looking towers. It looks like there's like some mountains and trees around it. So absolutely beautiful. It must beautiful. be in a terrible area or something because yeah. why would nobody buy that and finish it? Yeah, but now it's merely just a shell and it's got yeah. graffiti and crumbling walls because of being in the elements and not taken care of. Yeah. So Well, if it has graffiti, you built it Here's in the Here's a creepy one. And this is a hospital in Germany. So this old German hospital looks that disturbing. Looks creepy as shit. <laughs> um, between 1898 and 1930... It served as a tuberculosis sanatorium. It's the Highland Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Say the whole thing for everyone. No, what on. kind of hospital is that? Belitz Halstatten? The Belitz Halstatten Hospital in I'm Germany. I'm sure those in Germany um, will understand what Hate we're us. saying. <laughs> um, so it housed mustard gas and machine gun victims during World War I, including a young soldier... Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably should have kept him there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So the surgery and psych ward, they've both been left to decay Sick. and give away. Um, and it kind of looks straight out of American Horse. Yeah, it does. Asylum, yeah. So. Today, a few wards are used as a neurological rehabilitation center. So this is just a I hope section they ain't of using it. using those beds still. Can you imagine <laughs> being a new nurse there? And, every, and you know, like they have to, what do they call it? Like hazing? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, listen, you got to go down the East Ward. Yeah. Take a left yeah. and your patient's there. And you end up in the wrong and section of this hospital. In room, into that room with that bed and that, what, so is that's that a, a light? That's a light. I don't even know what that so is. So it's over, it's, you know, obviously it's just a metal bed with no mattress Ugh. anymore. The mattress is gone. And so you just see like the springs and the wire and, and the bed sitting there. there. And you walk in there and it's got the the classic blue tiled walls that I feel like all crazy yeah. wards had. I'd run out. And then, oh, I tried to scroll on my screen because I feel like my screen is a touch screen. Um, <laughs> and then if you look at this ginormous light hanging from the ceiling, there's obviously no more light bulbs in it. But it's got at least like 10 holes to hold light. Yeah. So that's how bright it was. So was that like torture operating. Or, or operating? Yeah. yeah. Super, super crazy. This one I thought was interesting. And then I think we're going to go to fast food murders. What? Yeah. Then we get into real retail. So this is at, um, you want to pronounce that? Canfranc International yeah. Railway Canfranc. Station. This is in Spain. Canfranc. So it's absolutely beautiful. There are, it looks like faux windows, but there's so many of them at the top. It's like a gray with yeah. a dome on top. It's like a gray roof with like a beige front and there's so many different doors it looks like to get in. So, um, it opened in 1928. It was the largest rail station in Europe, but just eight years later, the spot was affected by warfare, Spanish civil war and Nazi takeover in world war two. The station has been the target of several restoration efforts over the years, but has never been able to recapture its former glory. And it looks like there's a train there. So maybe it was used so there was another one. I read so many different articles. There was another one. I don't think it was in Spain, but it only stopped working. It was just as beautiful as this one because only 600 passengers used it. That was oh. it. It was the same 600. So they I think didn't that was in make China. Money. Yeah. yeah, they just couldn't. And it was beautiful, just like this. Like it's got the green doors and like, like the highlights the of that. Te- yeah, the yeah. teal around the windows. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Confranc, C A N F R A N C, international. Confranc. International Railway Station. Can Frank. Can of Franks. Uh, 
Um, let's pick one more, and then we're gonna go to Ooh, what uh, is that one? Fast food murders. You're gonna make me pronounce this. This is a power plant in Belgium, originally built in 1921. Charleroi, C H A R L E R O I, Belgium. I'm you sure it's like take a look Charleroi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's very fancy like that. <laughs> Originally built in 1921, the power plant used to be one of the largest coal-burning plants in Belgium. Um, It's massive cooling tower, which is what we're picturing here. So there's moss all over it. It, Once again, it looks like a dome. It looks like where Darth Vader told Luke he was his father. Yes, yes. But there's grass growing on it. It was able to cool down 480,000 gallons of water per minute in its heyday. That's crazy looking. Um. It was responsible for 10% of the total carbon dioxide emissions in the entire country. Um, Greenpeace protested, and the site was shut down in 2007. And it's just sitting there abandoned. Just wanted to kind of like ease everybody into that abandoned places that really didn't have to do with retail except for basically people work at all these places yeah um the next one that i didn't send you because i wanted to kind of like it's scary (laughs) this is businessinsider.com okay wait can i make a call right here absolutely it's gonna have brown's chicken okay i'm hoping i did not read it this is the 17 scariest crimes to ever hit the world of fast food we're gonna quickly go over these so you're gonna have to do some Research yourself, find a podcast, or find this businessinsider.com. The Browns Chicken Massacre was a particularly it. brutal crime, and that is the first one on I here. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, that like hung with me. So it had to be in the 80s then. Yes, correct. It yeah. Did, yeah, I thought it was older than that, but. Browns Chicken. Yeah, we're going to come back to that one because we want you guys to stay on for the whole hour. Yeah. Okay, so this one is in um, the abandoned property in Speedway, Indiana, that used to house the local burger chef. Four young burger chef employees vanished while closing up the restaurant for the night in 1978, and their murders remain unsolved. What the hell? Yep. On the night of November 17th, ooh, we're getting there, 1978. How many years is that? A lot. Four young employees at the burger chef in Speedway, Indiana, began to prepare for closing time. Around midnight, a co-worker stopped by to help the night crew clean up. He found the place empty. Restaurant back door was still open. He called the police, and it just set in motion to find these missing people. Um, it's, the search ended tragically two days later, and 20 miles away when some hikers stumbled upon the bodies of all four employees in the woods. If you want some details, the assistant manager, Jane Fright, I believe, F-R-I-E-D-T, Age 20, was stabbed to death. Ruth Ellen Shelton, 17, and Daniel Davis, 16, had been shot execution style uh, with a 38 caliber. And 16-year-old, uh, also young. Well, what the hell? Mark Flemons, the youngest victim, had been bludgeoned to death. So not just one thing. It was all. And this is like they always tell you, like, you know, don't be alone. Don't do it. Well, what did that help? There was four of them. Yep. Yep. And the hikers always find the bodies. I'm always Sick. afraid of that. I hike. I run. Am I gonna fu- like I? I don't really run in any like shady areas. No. But you don't. You don't know. You're in some you pretty ritzy know. areas. I mean, I'm not gonna pull this around back on me. But yeah. you know, it's a little bit scary <laughs> when you're a hiker and a runner. Be careful out there. 
And also be careful working at a burger place because clearly something happened Don't there. Don't let anybody in, even if they say they're supposed to be there. Yeah. The, re- the murders remain unsolved. So absolutely crazy. Look that one up. What that, is that That one, one is um, Burger Chef employees in Indiana. So look that one up. So here's a great, lovely picture of Nathan Leon. He's 27. Didn't know he was driving into a trap when he set off to deliver a Domino's order on March 17, 2013. Um, a parolee is said to have killed this Domino's driver as part of a murderous plot against Colorado's top prison official. What? So Nathan Leon, 27, had no idea by delivering a pizza that he was going to be part of a... What the hell? Yeah, part of this. Um, so he was a married father of three and also held down a job at IBM. So he just happened to be the driver dispatched to deliver the food. So Horrible. And what did they do? Evan Ebel, E-B-E-L, if you want to look it up. He had been released from prison halfway through his eight-year sentence, thanks to a clerical error, it says. Oh, nice. According to ABC. Um, Leon had never made it back to the Domino's restaurant, and so they were dispatched to try and find him. And the police say that Ebel, E-B-E-L, abducted Leon from the delivery location, transporting him away from the scene in the trunk of his car. At some point, he forced his victim to record an incoherent statement condemning the Colorado prison system. What and the then hell? he subs- subsequently shot and killed him, what leaving his body to be discovered in Golden that evening. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is Colorado. Crazy. Huh. Ooh, Denny's. All right. <laughs> What do you mean it's not a touch screen? <laughs> Meredith switched it up a little bit. Yeah, we're going to switch this up a little bit. I'm a little stressed, worried about my son. So She's I, worrying about the kid. I, I keep uh, telling her it's going to be fine and not to worry, <laughs> but I know me telling her not to worry is not going to make her not worry. <laughs> so Cass is going to read through the next few of these. So where's my thingy here? <laughs> How do you even use this thing? Do you, do you do two fingers? Okay, look, I go. figured it out. What are we talking about? I'd be an Apple Pro in no time. Okay, so we have uh, Cyrus Salhi. He was a Denny's employee working the graveyard shift at mm. an L.A. area restaurant in 96 and had just achieved a number of goals. Uh, he had recently acquired partial ownership of the Denny's location. Oh, so he was the big boss. Right? I didn't even know that you could get partial ownership. I thought it was well, a it chain was probably that... you know I'm sure they're independently owned, right? Okay, I didn't like, know that. Like Taco Bell's, aren't they independently owned? Correct. Um, okay, so uh, police say Ruben Lopez, then 20 years old, entered the diner brandishing a gun. Oh jeez, that's what the LA Times. What reported. year did this happen? 96. He demanded. Money from the register. Sale, he complied. And Lopez just shot him in the face. So he was he was going to go shoot people anyways. Yeah. Oh, not in the face, in the chest. Sorry. His plan was to shoot anyone that was in his way. Yeah. No matter if they were going to comply or not, sounds like. Yeah. That is horrible. This is another one. Okay, can we all second guess being pizza delivery people? It's another. This is another one. You know what? I this uh, this is going to bring up something. So, when we get pizza 
like last time when we were here last Tuesday, when Bestie was here as well, yeah. we ordered Domino's yeah. and I opened up my garage door because it was raining right. and I stood outside of my garage door. Sometimes I open my garage door and then I accidentally missed that they pull in. I thought, oh, well, they'll just come through the, the garage and, and open the door, but they always go to the front right? because you never want to get locked into no. somebody's garage. Right. I see me being a kind person, not we don't thinking think that way, that way, you know, because then I was like, Oh, you know, they're here. I start walking to the garage. I'm like, Oh, nope. They're ringing the doorbell. And then yeah. I have to go back to the front. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, you're, don't you want to go to the closest door? Absolutely no. not. You don't, you know, and I remember when we were young and we would always, cause our garage literally faced the road. And we would have the garage door open, and then I would be standing in the doorway, like into the house. Yeah, and they would bring the pizza to me. But that but was, was before we had social media and crime and podcasts, we knew about it. and yeah. we knew, yeah, yeah. Or if they, if you did pizza, you know, every three nights as a teenager, they're used to you. They knew our house. Yeah, so then they felt safe. Okay. So here we go. Police are still baffled by the unsolved murder of a Pizza Hut driver whose death didn't appear to be motivated by robbery. Ugh. So it was a regular Saturday night at the Wichita Pizza Hut. Um, Hassan Rahman, who was 26, worked as a delivery driver. It was November 25th, 2017. Went to go make two deliveries. He failed to return. Pizza Hut co-workers set out into town to look for their missing colleague, but to no avail. Oh, gosh. And his body was also discovered in the trunk of his car. The trunk of his own car? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So it remains unsolved, although Wichita police has indicated that they don't believe it was a result of a simple robbery. Uh, well, they're saying that it may have been connected to a double homicide that occurred around the time of his disappearance, not too far from where his car was found. So it was um, a family, a, a mother and son were shot to death in their home on the night of the 25th so oh man there's got to be more to yeah. that story huh yeah so you go and deliver pizzas clearly every single time you walk up to a house that you're not familiar with you're you're taking a chance well think about all the doordash deliveries now i mean there's just so much now i don't i don't even think about that because we are like i said we're kind to the doordash right. and pizza and anything else that gets delivered here right. amazon Everyone's delivering to their house. I know. Because we all cocoon in our house. We don't we and don't ever go anywhere anymore. I don't even like letting that many people know where I live. Yeah. Like my friends know where I live. Amazon knows where knows. you live. Amazon definitely knows where I live. <laughs> Although <laughs> the other day I was getting out of the car and the Amazon truck was kind of sitting in between me and the neighbor's house. And I like made eye contact with them and I was like, I didn't order anything. So I went to go like walk in. And he was like, oh, wait, 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 I got a delivery. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe Johnny ordered something. Yeah. He hands me the package. I say, have a great day. I throw it under my arm. It was a light package. And I'm like trying to think of what I ordered. And he was like, oh, wait, that's for the neighbor. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, yep, it's for Barb. Uh, <laughs> I was like, and then we were like, I was like, do you want me to? And he's like, oh, I'll take. And I was like, oh, well, I can. Oh, you want? No, oh, here, you you go take it over there. Oh, my God. Like, I'll gladly go drop it off to Barb, but I'll let you do that. It's your job. <laughs> so here it says, a serial killer preyed on the employees of fast food chains like Captain D's, no idea, McDonald's, I know that one, and Baskin Robbins. I also know that one. Wow. This is also in 97. Dishwasher and convicted robber Paul Dennis Reed Jr., 
hurled a plate at a fellow employee in the kitchen. Oh, of a Nashville area Shoney's. Do you remember Shoney's? Oh, I yes, I can picture the sign. We but I don't always know that I've went ever to Shoney's there. on road trips. Oh, I yeah. don't think I've ever gone there, but I can absolutely picture the sign. <clears throat> so the restaurant's manager promptly fired the 39-year-old aspiring country singer. So the following day, he came in and uh, embarked on a killing spree Oof. Um, that targeted fast food joints and left at least seven people dead. He started close to home, making his way up to Captain D's before the restaurant opened. Captain D's was owned by Shoney's. He robbed the restaurant, shot the manager and one employee that was only 16 at point blank range in the refrigerator. About a month later on March 23rd, 97, he ambushed four McDonald's employees wrapping up a shift in Hermitage, Tennessee. So can we just go back for a second? I would be the one shot in the cooler. (laughs) Because I'd be in there crying about my job. And then I would think to myself, no, I'm safe in here. I'm safe in here. And they would find me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to make fun of what this is horrible. This is all horrible. This is why we're doing it. It's spooky season. We got to throw that in there, though. I would be in the cooler crying Uh, because I would hate my job at Shoney's. That's terrible. Jesus, this guy stabbed people. What is his name so we can look him um, up? His name is Paul Dennis Reed Jr. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. He so he went all the way from February till April before they caught up with this guy. Wow. He abducted two employees, 21-year-old Angela Holmes, 16-year-old Michelle Mace from the ice cream parlor and later murdered them both in a state park. That's terrible. Wow. Uh, strangely enough, the person who ultimately brought an end to the killings was his former manager at Shoney's. Um, the manager opened the door to find the dishwasher he'd fired four months earlier standing there. He demanded his job back. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> then he reportedly pulled a gun and attempted to kidnap his ex boss. He was sentenced to death seven times over. Wow. Crazy. Here we go again. A Domino's driver headed out to deliver pizzas on the 4th of July in 1982 was never seen again. Is that two Domino's and a Pizza Hut so far? Yeah. So all, everyone that listens that told us when we see them at like, when we saw them at Poppy Cakes and they said, oh, I do Uber, I deliver. Please be careful. Yeah. Conceal and carry. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Are they allowed to with pizza? Are you, you allowed to conceal and carry when you're delivering pizza? If you have your concealed carry. You can take it anywhere. You always have it. Yeah. So I was actually talking to a friend who has concealed carry and he always carries, right? And you would never know. You would never know. Like you don't see it. Right. You don't because mm-hmm. it's concealed. And he was talking to his dad like, well, what do you do? Like when you go into a place that says no guns and the guys, his dad says, you know, like, well, what they don't know won't hurt them, but, mm. you know, they're going to be happy if something goes down and you had a gun. He's like, they don't put heroes in prison, son. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know true. what I mean? And I'm like, uh, yeah, is there people in the world that shouldn't have guns because they're fucking crazy? Of course. Of course. They go up and but shoot up a, Shonies and shit. But a Domino's delivery driver right. and a Pizza Hut driver just trying right. to have a second job. Yeah. So you can take your family on a vacation or something. Yeah. The hell? 
Protect yourself. Okay, so right away, red flags as I'm reading this. This is the Domino's delivery? Okay, yeah. Where is this this at? uh, Okay, so Salem, Oregon. So the caller asked for three large Domino's pizza, and he had another more unusual request that the order be delivered by the female employee who drove the orange Volkswagen. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Absolutely That's absolutely not. not happening. Absolutely not. Well, we got to remember this is in 1982 when they didn't know any better. It's funny because we did our Domino's. I'm going to talk about this again. We did our Domino's order last Tuesday, and I saw that it said, Tyler is bringing your pizza. And I'm like, oh, she always brings our pizza. But I would never like go, hey, make sure Tyler brings our pizza. Right. Like we, she's probably delivered four or five times to us yeah. in the past four or five months right. because we only order like once a month, maybe every time. But she's I would like, never I put like it, these people. They tip good. You know what? Probably because it's usually when we have some people over and yeah. everybody chips in. But um, I would never write in the notes. Please have Tyler deliver. We like her right. or we whatever. You know, in the blue scion. Okay, so the orange Volkswagen girl wasn't working that night. So eighteen-year-old Sherry eerily went instead driving off into the summer night around 9 40 p.m Oof. oh the address she was given didn't exist according to a 1982 report from the statesman journal witnesses discovered her delivery cart in an isolated spot near the Wil- willamette river where a group of children had just been setting off fireworks the engine was still running and headlights were on a stepped on stack of pizzas and a cap believed to be part of her uniform, were found nearby. (sighs) This is a terrible scene. This is terrible. Okay. Terrible. In 2007, 25 years after the disappearance, police obtained a guilty plea in the case. Um, Serial killer William Scott Smith confessed to kidnapping and killing her. Um, He had previously been... Sentenced to life for the 1984 kidnapping and killing of 21-year-old Circle K clerk, Rebecca Ann Darling, and 18-year-old Willamette University, Catherine Iona Redman. Mm. Oh, my God. And then later he also confessed to another murder of a 22-year-old. Good Lord. Yeah, terrible. So, so far, I'm not working at a Shoney's. I will not be delivering pizza, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, not working out of Denny's or owning it. A serial strangler reportedly targeted his Taco Bell co-workers during his murder spree. All right, sister-in-law, this is about Taco Bell. Woo! Sylvia Sumter knew something was wrong when she discovered her 20-year-old daughter, Shauna Hawk, wasn't at work on February 19, 1993. Hawk was regarded as a dependable part-time employee at her local Taco Bell in Charlotte, North Carolina. She filled in at the fast food restaurant to pay her way through community college. When she failed to show up, Sumter called into her daughter's employer, assuming Hawk had been asked to tackle last-minute shift, but none of her Taco Bell coworkers knew where she was. None, that is, except for one, the man who was later convicted of murdering her and 10 other women. Wow. What the hell? So he was dubbed in the press as the Taco Bell Strangler. He would go on to prey upon at least eight more women before his arrest in 94. Good Lord. 
So that tells me also that you can't always trust everybody that you meet at work yeah. either. No, never. Right. You no, know, let's talk about that for a second because everyone is super kind at work and you feel safe at work because you're, you're in that building where other people are around. But I know we've all had those instances where we're just like, that was weird. Yeah. You're weird. Yeah. I'm staying away. Yeah. And I'm going to tell a quick story. It's not super, it's not super spooky. It's not super spooky. Not super spooky. <laughs> so there was someone that I worked with at the service desk who I trusted was really funny. And we always. Was it me? <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, we always would walk out together. But this night we didn't. Like I think we, we, what we did was at the service desk, like if everything was done, one would allow to leave at 1030, another one would be right. at 11 or, and so we would switch off. Somehow he always got to leave early every <laughs> night, you know, whatever. So this night was my night, but I ended up like doing some shopping and stuff. So it was 11. So I wasn't even paying attention. And so I'm walking out to my car and I'm hearing like footsteps, like behind me, quick footsteps behind me, like and so and my brain didn't trigger it because I felt like I was safe in the parking lot. This is a place I've been working at for it's years. Light, light. It's light it's out. Bright. I mean, there was a couple, you know, light bulbs. And then all of a sudden someone grabs my shoulders and like goes ah, real loud. And I think I was pretty exhausted at the time. And I like, I jumped, but looked and then was relaxed because it was the person that I always work with. Who is it? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I'll tell you after this. Okay. And it scared me. Was it Shannon? Shannon's no, always scaring the this shit is at out of night. me. Shannon always worked in the morning. <laughs> and it scared me. But then I got in my car and I thought I was not even paying attention. I was looking could've at my murdered. cell phone. I could have instantly been murdered and they would have had it on camera, but the cameras wouldn't have worked because they're all grainy. And that would have been it. So cameras are all grainy. <laughs> <laughs> they would see the back of the person and they would think it was totally someone different because cameras are always like something's <laughs> wrong with them. And that would have been it because I was not paying attention. So even if you feel safe in your spot, we have a lot of friends that open very early in the morning. Some we get some Snapchats at 3 yes. a.m. or midnight because it's inventory. Yes. If you can't walk in with someone, walk quickly in, know your surroundings, check the cars, make sure no one's sitting in the car. I'm always looking you know, around me. A team member that you trust. But yeah, even at six in the morning right now, because it's yes. dark again, we're back to being dark. Yes. Or it's getting dark earlier at night. Right. So if you're, you know, in a store or in a hospital or Just be aware of what's you know, around or, you. Or, you know, in a factory, please. I tell the kids this all the time when you're walking, especially Julia. Well, if you're walking to your car from a, from Walmart because you needed to go pick up some like Sour Patch Kids, look around <laughs> at you at midnight. Look around you. Yeah. I feel like this is from like 1985 because of this chick's hair. Yeah, you can do one more. But this is from 2000. Oh. Five Wendy's employees died after being shot execution style during a robbery in Queens. Oof. So let's see. Oh, wow. What the hell? Okay, so around midnight, the manager's voice came on over an intercom at the Wendy's on Main Street in Flushing, Queens. Excuse me while I burp. All employees on duty were required to attend a meeting in the restaurant's back office. That doesn't sound fishy. No. Okay, so we have Ramon, Allie, Anita, and Jeremy. Ramon's 44, Allie's 40, Anita is 23, and Jeremy is 19, along with two other workers. Um, but as they filed into the 27-year-old <clears throat> manager, Gene's office, they found that he wasn't 
alone. Oh, is it Sean? It's not Jean. It's Jean. We got Craig and John. They were 30 and 36. Um, John was a former restaurant employee who left his job under suspicion of theft. Now he was backed armed with a pistol to rob the restaurant. He said, if you're going to accuse me of it, I'm going to do it for real. Oh, boy. So he uh, proceeded to bind and gag the seven Wendy's employees with duct tape. They were forced into the refrigerator. Oh, God, where the two guys shot him execution style. Um, So then there was two other workers, one who was badly injured but survived. I'm sorry, Uh, where was this at? uh, Queens, New York. At what uh, restaurant did you Uh, say? Wendy's. 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 I'm not working there either. McDonald's. Do you remember this? McDonald's. McDonald's. Burger King, Wendy's, and Taco Bell. So none. 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 (laughs) None. Don't trust anyone and don't work there. Don't deliver. Don't deliver. Don't deliver. (laughs) That's it. We just made a song up. All right. I'm going to end us with the Browns Chicken Massacre. Okay. Mass murder that occurred on July 8th, 1993. Many of us around here have heard it because it was in Palatine, Illinois. Very local. Here. It was very local. Two yes. robbers killed seven employees, two and two were the owners, of the Brown's Chicken Fast Food Restaurant in Palatine, Illinois. It is 29 years ago already. It was a mass murder. Um, they actually were going to be in there for robbery, but the motive was eliminating witnesses. There were five employees and two owners. There were two um, killers, Juan Luna and James Degorski. Degorski's girlfriend, that was 18 at the time, is the one that, that told on them. Oh, yeah, good for her. Yeah, but I, it took her a while. It took her a while. I just found another one that was Brown's Chicken, too, from 93. Yeah, what's that one about? It's uh, the owners and employees of a Brown's Chicken restaurant were gunned down in the eatery's walk-in fridge in 93. Again, really in the fridge. They really like that fridge. Crying in the fridge. Okay, so don't yeah. cry in the fridge. Don't deliver pizza. We got McDonald's. We got a Luby's. But that's an unemployed man with a history of misogynistic threats. Shot and killed 23 people after driving his truck through the window of a Luby's cafeteria. What? That's crazy. What year was that? That was 91. Wow. Where can they find all these again? Businessinsider.com. Perfect. I don't know how to work this computer. Well, thanks. Are we done? Yeah, I hope we brought everybody down and we made everybody sad (laughs) because it's spooky season. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you're working in food, please be careful. And if you're going to deliver pizza, do not walk into the garage. Can you bring somebody with you if you're going to deliver pizza? (laughs) Just do it. You know, there's a lot of couples that are drivers. I know your mom does it all herself. But there's a lot of couples out there. And the only reason why I say that is because on our way home from Florida after dropping Steven off... I was looking at trucks because I was the passenger, and there's a lot of couples out there yeah. or, or team good. members, team yeah. members, right? So that's yeah. good. That's very good. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody, and stay out of fast food Yeah, places. clearly. My goodness. Well, thanks for getting down and not laughing with us this week. <laughs> Happy spooky season. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. You got to turn this off, Meredith. I don't know how. How do you turn this damn thing off? Turn it off. I'm knocking stuff down to grab it. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) You knocked the whole damn keyboard off of there. We're a mess. We're a mess. Bye. Goodbye.
This podcast is brought to you by Nametag Productions, LLC. Entire podcast, unless otherwise stated, written by the hosts. Keyboards, written and performed by my daughter, Julia. The Klopin Effect, a retail podcast. If we have to be all on this together, we might as well make it fun.